Hey men, and welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood, a show meant for Christian men seeking to understand how to apply God's truth in everyday life. I'm one of the hosts of the show, PJ Burner, along with my co-host, Kellen Allen. What's up? And we have back in studio a familiar voice on this podcast. If you are a QMer, can we can we throw that out there? I'm a QMer, Quality Manhooder. Yeah. Whatever. I Anyways, so. no, if, if you listen yeah. to us, you know this voice. It's Brandon Meller. Hey guys, I am a QMer. I'm I'm a proud QMer. QMer. I am. There it is. Yeah. You know when you first said that, I'm like, what did he just say? Yeah. I, I was waiting for you to be like, hey, I messed up. Let's start over or something like that. But then I was like, oh, QMer. Are Q-M-er. you gonna kill this episode like you killed the last one when we that had was the like, best that was intro like ever? So and you're five like, Dude, episodes ago. We're stopping. Yeah. We're gonna stop this because. Because I have that might come out on a blooper reel right. um, later on if we could ever find it. I think it's gone forever. It's gone. Well, hey, I'm glad to be back. I had to make the long walk over from my office right next door. I get to hear you guys through the walls when you're recording these each week. Yeah, and I'm on the inside. It's great. Great yes. to be back. Yeah, we're glad to have you. We are. Uh, hey, we're recording this on election day, so we're actually going to release this on election day too. This is the quality of quality manhood. You get the podcast recorded the day of, and then on top of that. You want to go up on the air conditioning there, Kellen. Kellen is trying to actively stop the air from blowing in the background. It sounds like a hurricane. And he's dropping the temperature, which is just making it want to go it's more and longer. It's like and blow harder if you want to. What's, I just tried to turn it this off. This is the type of quality it is. audio is, that you get here on Quality see, Manhood. When we moved, like, our, this is where I missed the old building because we had the old school thermostats, which just on off. Like right. Now I have to like click everything. And, and newfangled technology, man. Yeah. Have to, like, it'll, put get a, it'll get you. Yeah, but it's it still like, I know, it always it, worked. If you drop the temperature, the air conditioner would work harder. Look, and I if thought, you raised it. I thought it was an on off button somewhere on there. Like, hey, they can't see this, so. All right. Well, yeah. all right, guys, this is quality material. Anyways, it is election day. <laughs> and... Uh, Maybe you're stressed about that, and we don't want you to be stressed about that. We want your confidence to be anchored in the Lord, so we're not going to talk about the election. We're, in fact, not going to really talk about much of anything. We're going to talk about thermostats. We are I'm, selling no. this episode, are we not? <laughs> Brandon, welcome back to Quality Thank Manhood. You. Yeah, I mean, this is great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so you know we've got a special have... guest in studio yeah. with us this morning. It's uh, Brandon Meller. Welcome to the show, Brandon. Hey, thank you, guys. you got to mix these in every now and then, right? Every you know, And I appreciate you inviting me on an episode where you're going to talk about nothing. Right? Yeah. I mean... You were the perfect person we thought, thought we were like... I'm honored. I we don't have honored. anything to talk about. Bring Brandon on. He'll, he'll bring something. Guys, it means a lot to me. It really does. But with the holidays coming up, yeah. right, with Thanksgiving and uh, and Christmas coming up, you may be spending some time around family, and you may be going to some, maybe even some work dinners or events where you're going to have to have awkward conversations. So we're here to have awkward conversations with you and yeah. for you, and to kind of show you some icebreaker questions to get you started in some of those awkward conversations and, and how you might be able to use these questions uh, for your benefit this season. So uh, here, we're going to just start off with the first one that my eyes came to, and I'm going to ask you guys this. If you could win an Olympic medal for any sport, real or fake, Ooh, fake. that's what's important here, real or fake, what would it be? What's a fake sport? Man. Uh. Well, I kind of want to default to office Olympics, like on The Office, because that looked like a lot of fun, and then they wound up winning on that show. They got the little, like, yogurt lid gold right. medals and everything. Right. Um, I would like to win. I mean, this is a real sport. It's this is not fake. Curling. No, like, you're gonna take my sport. Well, dude. That's I what, was see, just, that's how popular. That's wouldn't you want to be a curling champion? There are often I mean, six, on. seven black men out on the ice for curling. You, yes. you see them. Yes, I wanted to be the first. Yes, I can make somebody's national team just because of especially what we're dealing with now. They're like, oh, six, seven black. We could check a lot of boxes. That's right. <laughs> you're on my team. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, think about it. You and I could be on a team. This this may be one of the only sports you and I could be on a team together. How tall are you? 
I'm about five five. Five five white guy, six seven black. Right? Yeah, we. You know, and I you, feel you like get, we'd be like the darlings right. of like all of sports, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> like is yeah, there a cool Southern runnings, Calif- yeah, cool exactly. curling edition? Exactly. Bob, yeah, exactly. Team. Is there a Southern California curling like league or anything we can get into? I don't, there's not enough ice and cold weather around here. I don't think so. so. This is a curling episode. Now. Curling on the sand. Um, I think it's not a sport that would be in the Olympics, but as a kid, I used to watch the world's strongest man, and they used to, you know, they used to pull like these 18 wheelers, and I'm like. I could do that as a kid. I'm like, I could do that. Like, with their just, teeth, yeah. Uh-huh. It's like, I'm like, yeah. if I just got enough like full head of steam, like I can pull that. And I used to want to like pick up those big, you know, stones and things like that. I don't I have no idea why, because those guys just are huge, and they probably are not even walking nowadays. Um, but yeah, I used to watch it and yeah. be like, I'm going to be on that show. So right. it's not an Olympic sport, but yeah, that was one of those as a kid. I used to come home from school and ESPN, World's Strongest Man. I was in front of it. I, for me, it's got to be ski jumping because those oh. guys, I mean, they go down, they hit the jump. They're just like perfect statues in the air. And then they finally <laughs> hit the ground. They turn around, they look back and they th- they're they so excited that they so nail happy. the jump every time. Yeah. So excited. Yeah. They're like, I didn't die. Right. Yay. Which if you're at the top of the sport and you're celebrating not killing yourself every right. time you f- you complete it, that's got to be an adrenaline rush, right? Of course. I always thought about that though, like, because you just think there had to be, you know, when you practice there had to be a lot of errors. Like, just think you're way in the sky and it's like, oh, this is a bad jump and you right. just fall. Like, it's not going well. No. Yeah. Like, like, you can't stop Life that is over right yeah. now. Like, yeah. I might die. By the way, here it is, occurling.com. There Amazing. is a Southern oh, California. Of course there is. Not just Southern California, but Orange County Curling Club. But I've got bad news for you guys. All curling events are currently suspended due to COVID. <laughs> so, Can you do um, virtual curling? No, apparently not. via Zoom, yeah. Yeah. Saturday yeah. skills yeah. with, with yeah. three Z. You know what you can just do instead? Just sweep your house. It's pretty much the same thing. Okay. Yeah. 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 We, I'm, we're going to get letters <laughs> from curlers that are like, it's not the same. I know. I mean, right? hey, we want to participate Which, in this sport. Speaking of, of COVID, just can we take a COVID break for a second? Yesterday, so Orange County Health Department updates the statistics on COVID-related yeah. illnesses, hospitalizations, and deaths. Yesterday, somebody came back. We had minus one deaths. Stop it. No lie. Like the, the graphic showed up on my Facebook page. Where are they at? Minus one deaths. So I'm like, forget masks. We need to go Find breathe on everybody. Person. If yeah. it's bringing people back yeah. from the dead. Yeah. yeah. Find this person. Let's do it. This is aye, amazing. Aye, aye. COVID be <laughs> raising the dead. All right. All right. So yeah, that was that one. There's that one. Uh, what's, what's one thing that surprises people about you? Mm. So maybe if they, they didn't know you or, you know, they found this out, they would have never guessed this about you. What do you think? People, it, this happens any place I've ever worked or get to know people and they, they later learn, and I'm going to use this term very loosely, but they learned I was a childhood actor and I'm, oh, I'm air quoting man. right now. Um, you got to yeah. explain that one. Man. I grew up in Orlando, Florida. And if you grew up in Orlando, Florida in the, in the mid-ish 90s, you're like living in the Hollywood of the East. At least that's what we thought, right? Like everything's happening here. This is the place to be. And so you take acting lessons as a kid and then you get cast in minor commercials that no one sees or you pose for math books like in the textbooks, you know? Um, so that was me. <laughs> that was me. Childhood actor with quotes. So is that why you've been on our Compass Kids videos? Yeah. Pretty much. You know, recently? A trained actor. That's right. Who would ever Bringing thought those skills acting skills at 11 yeah. years old would 
come to amazing come to fruition. Amazing. No, I, I was the the biggest thing I ever did, which it never amounted to anything. I was in a Dunlop tennis commercial with the guy who was supposed to be the next like superstar tennis player, Mark Philippoussis. And you're thinking, who is Mark? I've heard that name actually. I okay. Okay. Well, he was supposed to be the next big thing, and I don't know if my acting alongside him in this commercial killed his career, but he never really <laughs> made it anywhere. And the commercial, unfortunately for me, never even aired in America. So oh, thank you. Man. Mark Philippoussis. So if you but go it to is Europe, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. You're a star. But, but if you want to check it out, it is on YouTube. I acted my heart out in that thing. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that's, course, I'm cut, going to be my, looking that up. You should. They cut my only line. But that's, you know, it's probably too good for the commercial. That's yeah. probably why. Yeah. So are you actually in the commercial or no? Oh, I'm in the commercial. Take a look. Yep. Just your face. Yeah, I'm in there and I, I get, uh, I don't want to give too much away, but just see, find out what happens when he hands me his his tennis racket. Okay. Powers you transfer. You got Mark Philippoussis's... Tennis is correct, and maybe that's why he never he never out. Amounted to I don't yeah. know. So yeah. we'll see. Too real. It. Yeah, for me, I uh, as as big of a, a Texas guy as I am, and I am. Uh, people are surprised to find out I was born in Philly. Mm. I was born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, wow. and uh, yeah, I mean, born physically in the north, but born again in the south. So yeah, that's fair. That makes sense. When I get to heaven and they welcome me in, they're welcoming welcoming me as a, a passport holding member Got of the Got south it. of Texas. Yeah. Passport. Makes sense. We get passports in heaven. I don't know. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Let's just sprinkle a little heresy in here yeah. while we're at it, right? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, All right. Here's one for you guys. Yeah, Brandon. What's the first career you dreamed of having as a kid? Oh man. Right? Think back. Little I mean, kid. like after army man, policeman, of course. Yeah, yeah. Right. I want to be a lawyer. Past that, yeah. past that yeah. where it gets to be a little bit more real. You know, you kind of think through like, okay, this could actually be a thing that I want to do. For me, no lie, pastoral ministry. Awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm kind of boring that way. Like this is what I wanted to do my whole life. And this is now what I'm doing. And it's the only thing I'm really qualified to do. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, Lord willing, this is just going to continue for me. Yeah. If for whatever reason it ever didn't, yeah. I really am qualified to do nothing other than <laughs> yeah. what I'm doing. Well, hey, you're excelling at this, so That's good. we're grateful that you pursued that from early age. Uh, for me, I wanted to be a sports agent. That was like yeah. my dream. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to be like, I don't know, just I wanted to be a sports agent. I thought it was an awesome career. I thought it'd be a great thing to do, and yeah, pursued it for a little while. Got an internship after college, and did not want to do that anymore after experiencing it so that was my thing yeah i went uh i was looking at the coach and like athletic director route mm. so uh pre-salvation I, I looked at a coach and i'm like wait they got to be a teacher too how much do they make nah i, I didn't and so yeah for all the wrong reasons but then uh so then i looked at athletic director and i'm like well, i could be an athletic director because that means i get to oversee all the functions of uh, sports and ministry, ministry. Look at me, look at me. I can't even get it out of my. You're churchman now. Yeah. Well, I'm the yeah. athletic director for. You are. Compass for Active. Yeah, there exactly. You go. So I, I got, I got this job that I thought go. I was gonna get just there in a different go. way. But yeah, I was athletic director. I wanted to be over sports. Jackpot. We found Brandon. I, I knew you were up to something. I, I saw look you at, working look on at the, the iPad. Power. I'm telling you, the, the Dun- views are going to go up like crazy now that we brought this. You have brought seriously, this out. Guys, what do you search? Dunlop tennis. Search Mark Philippoussis, and that they don't know how to spell that. Just yeah, just yeah. go for it. <laughs> <You'll find laughs> and it. Brandon Miller there you and go. Dunlop, and it will come up. Hey, this enjoy. Is- all the glory let of me t- let me cheesy nineties. Let me tell you the line that they took out. I'm just going to go ahead and say it right now. I'm just going to I'm going to do exactly how I said it. And I walk up to him, and you'll see when you see the commercial. Before he hands me the tennis racket, I say to him, "How can I play like that?" 
That's they amazing. Cut that. They cut that out. Was that? Are you did you? Me? Were you? Was that just ad lib? You're like, you know what? No, I that should was say the this. line. That was in the line, and that was all. That was part of the audition and everything. The audition required two things: one, for me to have a shocked look on my face and to ask that question. I got to do one of the two things in the final <laughs> version of the commercial. <laughs> the shocked look. That's right. Okay. And I am shocked. Okay. Very shocked. Yeah. So thanks so, for looking that up. Yeah, dude, I couldn't not. It yeah. was like it's out there. You. I gotta, I, I gotta find that out. Yep. I'm proud um, of. It. All right, let's uh, let's go on to the medium level. Medium, um, mild to medium. Yeah, it's like Taco Bell sauce. How about this one? What energizes you and brings you excitement? Hmm. What well, energizes yeah. you? Yeah, I mean, I get. I'm I'm very grateful for this. You know, we're 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 joking around a lot and talking about some funny stuff here. But for me, I'm very grateful for having worked. So I worked in college athletics for a while um, during grad school, and then afterwards, and got married, and had two kids in Tallahassee, Florida. I worked at Florida State, and I thought I'd work in sports my entire life. I thought that was the, that was the path. And now I'm here, director of communications at Compass Bible Church in Aliso Viejo. And the feeling of like a Thursday night when there's a bunch of ministry about to take place or the feeling of like a Saturday afternoon before we're about to kick off the full weekend of ministry and people coming to our campus and here to experience something great. Um, there's a lot of sports kind of crossover there. I kind of feel, felt the same way where it's like, all right, it's a big game weekend. Got to get ready. Got to do this, 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 and this. Welcoming people here. We've worked all week leading up to this point. And so I, I experienced that every single weekend here. And I'm so grateful for that. And I'm grateful that we have people that show up on the weekends uh, and to our ministries, you know, six days a week uh, that come to our campus wanting to learn God's word and be here. And just that that energy, that that buzz, you yeah. know, feel that is so cool. Yeah, I think about it every single week and, and I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. yeah. So you just did a little something on the computer. <laughs> yeah. Our so, staff now is going to be aware okay. of uh, okay. Brandon Miller's. I'm hoping maybe there's Marshall some sort of like pieces. royalties. Like that never happens. Maybe, so maybe, maybe this commercial will, will maybe. come back to life. Maybe. And, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kellen, what energizes you? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think, you know, not to, I, I would go straight to what Brandon said, uh, just being around the church, being around our church family and, you know, what I, I'm loving just about being in full-time ministry is just the opportunity that you get to, one, just teach and learn more and be around a lot of people that spur you on. Um, you know, just being in corporate America, depending on where you are, uh, there, there's some areas that are better than others, but for the most part, like, people are just doing whatever they can to get to the top no matter what. And so maybe they might act like they care about you or they may uh, help you out a little bit, but it's... it's in, ultimately to help them out in a lot of cases in corporate America. And you all, you almost get numb to that. But just even coming here, just seeing everybody actually have your back and encourage you and want to see the best for you because ultimately it's for Christ. Uh, it's been really fun and really cool. And just ministry-wise, like with Compass Active, being able to go out into the community and meet non-Christians and non-believers and play sports with them and be active with them and then to see them come to church and start to uh, get beyond that barrier of like, oh, Christians are weird or they're different or I can't be around them. And they start to realize like, oh, you're just like me. Uh, that energizes me. Uh, so been experiencing that a lot and uh, Lord willing, looking for a lot more of it. Um, but that's been great. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I, for me, it's, it's all, it comes back to the church as well. And uh, one thing recently is just being with our people, worshiping with our people and mm -hmm. sitting there and thinking about, man, this is going to be what eternity is going to be like, but it's going to be way better there. Um, no sin, no 
no impacts of sin whatsoever, nothing to distract us, but it's just going to be loving Christ, worshiping Christ, and uh, even studying, I've been blessed and energized and excited by studying Revelation 21 and 22, which I'm getting ready to preach to our men's Bible study group. And there's this scene there where the glory of the Lord is is the light by which the nations walk and the nations come in and out of the the new Jerusalem and they bring their goods and they come in to worship the Lord. And it kind of defeats and destroys that whole like, hey, heaven's just going to be this eternal choir thing that that we come up with. People are going to be living. We're going to be doing life with one another in heaven, but it's going to be in the presence of the glory of the Lord and without sin. And what an amazing time that's going to be. So that's been what's energizing me recently is just thinking about those things. Um, excited about those things. Yeah. There's uh, one on here that I think it gets um, specific, but what what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? I, I would say from a, a ministry perspective, one of the, the best bits of advice I ever got was actually something that originated, I think, with Spurgeon, and he probably heard it from somebody else, but then it ultimately came to me through another pastor in my life, and they said, look, if you're wanting to go into ministry, if you can see yourself doing anything else besides ministry, yeah. go do that, yeah. because you're going to get to the place where you're at the end of yourself in ministry, and it's going to get discouraging, or it's going to get tiring, or it's going to get frustrating, and you're going to be tempted to fall back on whatever you have to fall back on. Yeah. And so that's why I did nothing to qualify myself to do anything else other than ministry. Because <laughs> there was no other option. Those, yeah. yeah. No, but honestly, and yeah. that's been true in my life. I mean, there have been so many times where it's like, okay, but I've never, I've never questioned, do I want to leave the ministry? Because this is all, this is it for yeah. me. Um, and just hearing that as a young man was so helpful for me. Yeah. yeah. I got that a lot just, you know, as I was looking to make the transition of full-time ministry. I remember even talking to you, talking to some of the other pastors. It's like wait, are y'all trying to talk me out of the job? Like, why are you telling me <laughs> all the things I, I don't want to hear? Um, and it's because it's like, look, if you're going to get in here, then you need to understand like what you're getting into. And if there's an ounce of you that wants to you know, succeed in corporate America or you still have this itch to do something, go do that. Uh, and it makes sense now that I'm here. Um, so yeah, for, for me, the piece of advice I got, and this all actually came from... Um, you know, when I was in the business world and even translates here is, is control what you can control. Uh, and it comes up a lot of, you know, there's this, when people say something, it tends to affect us in a certain way and it affects how we start to behave um, in, in those things. And even, you know, Peter talks about this in, in First Peter a lot of like, just doing good, like regardless of the situation with the government, regardless of your leaders, like we're honoring God. We're, we we can be a witness to people if we are still glorifying God, regardless of what others are doing to us. And so, um, yeah, there's biblical principles, obviously, that, that it stems from, uh, but just how I remember in my mind is control what you can control, and that's always stuck with me, regardless of the consist- the situation that's going on. Yeah, I, um, I'm grateful for my dad. He's no longer with us, but he, I mean, it feels like my entire life just consistently good advice, and I didn't always listen to it, of course, but um, one thing that really I, I think a lot about, and it's part of my testimony, um, was in springtime of 2015, I had just gotten a job offer out, out here in California. I, it wasn't this job here. I have at Compass Bible Church, but it was a job that actually ultimately brought us out here, and it was around the same time my dad actually got diagnosed with terminal cancer. And one of the things he told me was, 
it, the short version of it was you need to go to California. And there was multiple reasons why. And, and, you know, a lot of, a lot of personal reasons and just him encouraging me. He knew how, how badly I wanted this job and, and, and how I'd always wanted to live out here and just a lot of, a lot of things he was giving me advice. But, um, ultimately it was, if you think this is what's best for your family, you need to do it. And I wasn't going to come out here because he was about to die. And it's like, I can't leave now. My mom's going to be here and everything. And fast forward, we wound up coming and I promised him we would come and fast forward, you know, less than a year later, I got saved at Compass Bible Church. And I think That's about that awesome. all the time. Like, what if I hadn't come here? And yeah. again, obviously, that was all part of God's plan. And I'm not saying my dad had some supernatural thing, like, you need to go. But it was God operating yeah. through him. Yeah. And so I just cannot not think about that when I think about my own testimony and just the fact that of all the places to wind up moving here from the East Coast, to be plucked from the East Coast and dropped in Aliso Viejo, California, and then to be invited to church locally when I was not looking for a church— and then to see what has happened since. So I'm just grateful for that advice among many, but that one is one that really sticks out. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, how about one more? And I think this is a, always a good one. Not really heavy, not really medium, kind of light, but uh, most embarrassing moment. Mm. <laughs> I'll, I'll start us yeah. on this okay. one, okay? Just to, to put myself out there. Uh, so we, every Christmas, would come out here to San Diego and uh, spend time with my, my in-laws down in San Diego and my father-in-law got tickets to the Holiday Bowl FCA banquet. So we went to this and we were in there and there were two teams. I forget who the two teams that were playing each other, two Pac-12 schools, whatever. And we're there and there's this guy, this big old Samoan looking guy wearing a Mark Tuna jersey. Kellen, do you remember Mark Tuna? I do. For the Dallas Cowboys, right? Offensive lineman. Big old dude, like (laughs) big guy. And this guy was a big guy and he's wearing this jersey and I'm sitting there during the the banquet going, that's Mark Tuna. Like, that's crazy. Not thinking to myself, like, who shows up in his own jersey? Right. Like, who is that arrogant to show up in his own jersey? But I'm like, dude, that's Mark Tune. And so I'm telling my wife, and she's like, what? Who? What? Like, no, just stop. So afterwards, I go up, and I introduce myself. And I'm like, excuse me, Mr. Tune, I'm a huge fan. Could I just get a, could I get a picture with you? And the guy just, like, smiles, and he's, like, chuckling. He's like, yeah, sure. So... I, this big old dude puts his fatty arm around me and I take this picture with him and (laughs) it's like, great. And then I'm like, oh, thank you so much, man. You were awesome with the Cowboys. See you later. We're driving home. I pull out my phone and I search Mark Tune and he had died like five years earlier. Amazing. So uh, I don't know who that dude was, but yeah. he was not Mark Tune. <laughs> and something tells me that was not the first time he ever did that either. So no, he was he, used he, to it. He yeah. knew it. He yeah. knew it. So I yeah. have that picture. My brother-in-law framed it for That's me great. and gave yeah. it to me the next Christmas and was like, here, That's you can great. have this. Oh, wow. Man. All right, I got one. I'm going to set the scene. Seventh grade, Rock Lake Middle School, Longwood, Florida. I'm in class, science class. My teacher's name, Kermit Honeycutt. That was his name. That has nothing to do with the story, but that was his name. Kermit Honeycutt. And there was a very strict rule in our classroom, no candy. No candy in class whatsoever. I'm going to disobey that rule because I wanted a Jolly Rancher really bad. And it was in my backpack. I got it. So I put my Jolly Rancher in, green apple, and I proceeded to swallow that thing whole on accident, like moments after putting it in my mouth. So we're in class, and it's very quiet. He's teaching, or maybe we were taking a quiz or something. And that Jolly Rancher goes de- in down my throat. And if you swallow a Jolly Rancher, it's not a pleasant experience. No, no that thing's jagged edge. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So my first reaction is to jump out of my desk <laughs> and scream, I'm choking. Now, if you're choking, you can't scream, I'm choking. Yeah. So I really wasn't. It was, a, it was a smooth transition down. So I jump up, and then it's like crickets. Everyone's just like looking at me like, what? Are, are you? Because you're speaking, and, my, and, and I'm just mortified beyond that. So then my teacher's like, what? And I said, oh, I, I swallowed a cough drop. 
That was my, my excuse. And he's like, well, well, go get some water. So I went out to the hallway to get some water and I considered running away and never coming back because it was the most mortifying thing ever to come back into that classroom after like being like, oh, I wasn't really choking even though I just said I was choking. And seventh graders were merciless after that. So I got, yeah. te- I got teased for that for a while. Oh, yeah. Sure. So it's awesome. They're like, hey, careful, man. Careful that pudding. Yeah. Don't choke on your pudding. Don't you know? choke on that. So yeah, that was embarrassing. Yeah. That is. Rough. Yeah. Mine, uh, one of mine, I think I have a couple, but one of mine came in college when I was playing uh, college basketball and we were we were playing Fairleigh Dickinson, which is in uh, New Jersey. And so coach, I'm sitting in the middle of the bench toward the end. I can't remember where I was, but anyway, he called. He said, Kellen, get in. And somebody had left a towel. Somebody put the towel on the ground, and I wasn't oh, paying no. attention. And so I get in, and I'm sprinting to the table because I think there was about to be a dead ball or a timeout. Anyway, I take my first step to go get checked in. Feet, the towel. I step on the towel, obviously, and the feet just come straight up in the air. And I'm like, I was supposed to be at the scores table, and now I'm parallel to the ground. What is this? Oh man! And then boom, I hit the ground, and like the whole crowd. And we're we're the we're the away team. So of course just, you are. They're like. Oh man! And it's college basketball. So, it's college, and you know. so it's nothing but you know intoxicated college students that are there. The whole game, never they didn't let up. <laughs> and it, this was like towards the beginning too, so we still had the whole game to play. It wasn't like, hey, we only got a couple minutes left when we can get on the bus and leave. But yeah, it was it was bad because I mean it was a loud thud. I'm not a small guy, so no. loud thud. The camera just happened to be facing like our bench, so like it was material for my teammates to see for the rest of the. And it, yeah, it was it was every bit of bad. And I'm like, man, I can't even go in the game is, now. Is that on YouTube? Like, no, can I, I find I that? No, say, I don't think you find can that? find that. Yeah. I'm sure you're gonna search a couple times, but I don't think you can find that. But it's one. Did yeah. you at least go drop like 30 points after all that, or was it a good no, game? It was for you? probably a horrible game because okay. that was in my mind. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I f- every time I like take a step, I think of that towel. Like, yeah. I might fall again. So, okay. yeah. Thanks. Yeah. All right, guys. Well. Yeah, this has been a lot of nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I had a blast, guys. A I mean, this was great. So anytime you want to talk stuff. about nonsense, bring me on. I'm Maybe in. it got you through your commute, right? And if it, it got th- got you guys through your commute, then awesome. Praise God, right? And you have some material on all of us now. So yeah. if you ever see us, then you can bring it up. There it is. There it is. Hey, um, we love you guys. We're uh, grateful that you're listening to us. Uh, again, if you are listening on Apple or Spotify or any of those, Uh, that you can give us a rate and a like and a review. We really are grateful for that. And it does help us get this podcast out further to other men as well, Uh, as well as just feel free to to share it. Send it, uh, you can send the link to other guys, whatever that may be. Um, We'd love to to hopefully be a blessing because most of our episodes are not just nothing, uh, but have some substance to them. So uh, anyways, guys, we will uh, check in with you again next week. In fact, look next week for a special episode of Quality Manhood, which will be a live episode of Quality Manhood from our upcoming men's breakfast. So we will be back with you next time. <laughs>